Hey, my friends, welcome to the Grace to Grow podcast. I am Crystal Ward, and we help busy people like you and me grow in our relationship with God today with just a few simple steps. I hope today's message helps you, that it encourages you, and most of all, that it leads you closer to Jesus. Check this out. Hey friends, welcome to today's episode of Grace to Grow with Crystal Ward. On our social media pages, on um, Grace to Grow's pages, I like to do this little like front porch sessions where I'll just record myself on the front porch and um, I may do a little bit of teaching or it may be a live uh, where it's a little bit longer, just different things, whatever I feel like God's put on my heart. So what I did today was I took a mini message series that we did called The Word Works. And it was a four part series of just little five minute teachings on the Word of God. How to, how to read it, how to better apply it, how to get more out of your Bible time, how to teach your kids the Bible. There's little tips and tricks. And so what I did is I took all four of those episodes and I mashed them together into one for you today. So as you listen, you'll hear me start and say, hey, welcome to the front porch. And then you'll hear me end and say, bye, I'll see you next time. And then I'll start again. That's because it was four individual teachings that we did over a four week basis. So I'm really looking forward to you hearing this series. If you want to catch more of these, just hop over to our social media pages. If you need those links, you can find them uh, on our website at crystalward.com. So I hope you enjoy today's message and I'll see you next time. Hey, my friends, it's Crystal with Grace to Grow. We are starting a new mini message series called The Word Works and I'm so excited to share it with you. I'm gonna start by telling you a story. Have you ever had the wind knocked out of you? Like the breath knocked out of you? I remember the first time that happened to me, I was probably about five or six. I was a country girl playing outside and I did something that caused me to fall flat on my back. And I remember the wind was knocked out of me and I couldn't breathe and I was just paralyzed with fear. And for a minute, I thought I was going to die, really. And I remember, then I relaxed and the air came back into my lungs and I could breathe and I was okay. And in the same way that we need breath or air in the natural to live, we need the breath of God in the spiritual to be breathed into our life. We see that in Genesis chapter two, the Lord is forming Adam from the dust of the ground. And then he leans in real close and it says that God breathed the breath of life into Adam's nostrils and Adam became a living being. What I love is that same breath of life God breathed into Adam is also breathed into his word. Let me show it to you in 2 Timothy chapter 3, starting in verse 16, it says, all scripture is inspired by God and it's useful to teach us what is true and to realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people for every good work. I love that word inspire in that verse because it literally means in the Greek, theopneustos or 
God breathed. It says all of scripture is God breathed out of his mouth. It reminds me of John chapter one and chapter two. It starts off like this. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And it goes on later in the chapter and it says, and the word made his home amongst us and he is the one and true and only son of God or Jesus. And so the, the, the word tells us, John chapter one and two tells us that Jesus was the living, breathing word of God on this earth. And then it goes on to talk about, it's almost like John is saying, this is the living word of God on the earth and here are his chronicles. It goes on to talk about in chapter one, how Jesus drew the, the first disciples to himself. He meets Nathaniel, one of the first disciples, and he says, here is a true son of Israel. And he sees into Nathaniel's heart. He also goes on um, in chapter two in the Passover, and we see him flipping over the tables in the temple and driving out the money changers and rebuking and correcting them. And it says in chapter two that because of his miracles, many believed in him. And you know, the word of God still does those things today. The word of God, just like Jesus drew those disciples, draws us to himself. Just like Jesus saw Nathaniel's heart, the word of God reveals our heart. Just like Jesus was flipping over those tables and rebuking the money changers, the word of God corrects us and instructs us when we are wrong. And just like Jesus performing those miracles and many signs and wonders, the word of God is still miraculous. Psalm 107 says that the Lord sent his word and healed them. So the word of God is still just like Jesus on the earth. Hebrews 4.12 says that the word is still living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. So I encourage you today to get in the word of God. Let the breath of God be breathed into you and live and have life in the spirit. I love you. I bless you in Jesus name. And I can't wait to be back again with you next week. I'll see you soon. Bye. Hey friends, it's Crystal with Grace to Grow. We are talking about the word works and today is part two on how to read the word of God. You know, when I was about 17 years old, I had a spiritual mama, so to speak. Many of you know her. Her name was Sister Carol, or Mama Carol, as some people called her. And I would sit in her Sunday school class, and she had a favorite verse. She had a lot of favorite verses. But she would quote this one, and she would get her eyes would get real big, and she would say it with passion. And she would say, 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show yourself approved, a, a workman that needs not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. And she would say it with such conviction that I would be like, yes, ma'am, I'm gonna go do that. And so I would get my study Bible. This is my first study Bible this from when I was 17 years old. And I would read it late at night, back when I could stay up late. And get. I just enjoyed getting to know the word of God. But you know, many years in, in ministry, I would hear people say, I want to read the word, but I just don't know how. I hear that a lot. And so it just reminds me of a, an illustration, so to speak. You remember when you were in a, a kid, um, 
this will probably look different for guys than for girls, but when we were kids as little girls, we would lock arms with our friend and we would say, come on friend, and we would go do whatever it is that we wanted to do. You know, we have a four-year-old son and he has a little buddy that he plays with all the time and they'll put our, their arms around each other and say, come on, Evan, and they'll go and, and play. And you know, reading the Word of God is a lot like that. We need the Holy Spirit to come alongside us. Say, come on, Lord, let's read the Word together and, and show me and reveal me to me your Word. Let me read you a verse out of my old study Bible. It's John chapter 14, verse 26. It says, But the Comforter, who is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatever I have told you. And that word for Comforter here is paraclete, which means Comforter along beside us. And so we need the Lord to come along beside us and reveal his word to us. So we read it with him, arm in arm, or arm around shoulder, right? And so we can't just read the Word of God like a textbook. I mean, you could, a lot of people do, but you're not going to get as much out of it because these are spiritual words. You know, John 4, 24 says that the Lord is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we need the Lord by his spirit to reveal to us, to us his Word. So for me, it looks something kind of like this every day. I'll get up before the kids get up because it's more effective that way. And I'll, I'll spend time with the Lord. I'll worship and I'll talk to the Lord and I'll pray for things. And it looks different each day. And I'll, I'll just spend time with God. And then I'll get ready to read his word. And I'll sit down and I will pray again. And I pray almost the same thing every day. And at the end of this video, I'll tell you what it is. And I'll study the Word of God and ask Him to reveal His Word to me. I have a highlighter system of different colors, I have them here, that mean different things according to what the Lord shows me. And I'll make notes in the margin of what different things the Lord points out to me. And I have a prayer journal in my computer or on my phone. Well, I'll write down the different things I believe that God is teaching me. And here's what I pray pretty much every day. I started praying this at 17 years old and it's actually two verses meshed together and I didn't know it. I would tell the Lord before I read his word, Lord, write your word on my heart so that I might not sin against you. And I would get this image of the Lord's word tattooed all over my heart. And that's what I want for you too, friend. We need the word of God, me too tattooed all over our heart because what goes into our heart is what comes out in our life. So this week, let's just devour the word of God and let the Lord speak to us and reveal his word. I love you so much. I bless you in the name of Jesus and I can't wait to be back again with you next week as we talk about the word works. I'll see you soon. Bye. Hey everybody, it's Crystal with Grace to Grow. Welcome back to the front porch with me. We've been talking about the word works and I have been enjoying this series and I hope you have too. To start off today, I have a cup of water. And this cup of water has been sitting out on the front porch for three days. Now, if I were to take a drink of this water, did you freak out just a little bit? 
I really don't want to drink water that's been sitting outside for three days, right? Who does? Nobody does. It reminds me of a verse from Ephesians chapter 5. It says that we should be holy and clean by the washing of the water of the word, right? And so in the same way, as nobody wants to drink three-day-old water, we want to drink fresh water. In the same way, we get in the Word of God every day and allow the washing of the water of the Word to wash and cleanse and refresh us, right? Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this. It says, Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. And then it says, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. See, as we read our Bibles, we allow that water to wash us and to transform us and renew our minds so that as we go throughout our day, we are able to recognize the will of God that is set before us, which is good and pleasing and perfect. It reminds me of a story from John chapter 8. The Pharisees in Jesus' day were trying to trick and trap Jesus, who was the living word. Now see, in order to really get this story, we have to understand a little bit about the Pharisees. They had over 6,000 laws that they strictly adhered to from the Old Testament. By the age of 12 years old, 12 y'all, they had the first five books of the Bible memorized fully. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. By the age of 15, they had the entire Old Testament memorized word for word. And here we see them trying to trick the living word. So they bring a woman who was caught in the act of adultery. She's obviously guilty. And they say, the law of God says stone her. What do you say? And Jesus, he does something fascinating. He doesn't say anything right away. He kneels down and he begins to write in the dirt. And then he looks up and he says, okay, you can stone her. But let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And then he continues to write in the dirt. And the scripture says, one by one, from the oldest to the youngest, they come and they look at what he's writing. And then they turn and they walk away. Now, see, many Bible scholars believe that Jesus was writing something according to Jeremiah 17, 17 13. And it says, O oh Lord, all of those who have forsaken you are written in the dirt, for they have forsaken the fountain of living water. See, these Pharisees knew the word of God better than anybody I know. I don't know anybody who knows the word like these men did. But yet they weren't allowing the word of God to transform them by changing the way that they thought so that they could then recognize the will of God that was set right before them. So my friend, I encourage you, Get in the Word of God every day, every single day, as much as you can. Some days it might be a little bit, some days it might be a lot, but every time you get in the Word of God, allow it to transform you and change you into a new person so that you can go throughout your day recognizing the will of God, which is good and pleasing and perfect for you. 
I love you and I can't wait to be back again with you next week as we talk about the word works. I bless you in Jesus name and I'll see you next week. Bye. Hey guys, it's Crystal with Grace to Grow. Thanks for joining me on the front porch again today. We have been talking about the word works and today is the last mini message in that series. And at the end of this video, I will tell you some tips and tricks on what to read in the word of God and what to teach your kids about the word of God. Just to get us started though, I have a little illustration. You see this? It's an orange, right? Now, if I squeeze this orange really hard, what comes out? Orange juice, right? And in the same way, in our life, when life squeezes us really tight, like it's doing right now to so many of us, what we want to come out of us is the living, breathing Word of God. You know, Luke chapter 6 says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Proverbs chapter 4 says to keep your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. So we want the Word of God in us because when we get squeezed really tight, that is what's going to come out. And so we know to read the Word of God, but a lot of the times I'll hear, what do I read? Now some people will just flop open the Word of God and they'll pick a place and they'll just read that. You could do that, but maybe we could be more purposeful and intentional with our Bible reading. So I encourage you, number one, to find a Bible reading plan. Now, if you are new to reading the Bible or a new Christian altogether, I encourage you just to start, make a plan, to start with the book of John. The book of John talks about the life and the words of Jesus. It's a wonderful place to start. From there, you can go to the other Gospels, Matthew and Mark and Luke, and then even into the book of Acts. But for those of us that may be not new to the scriptures, but we still want some help on what to read, my favorite Bible reading plan is the one-year Bible. Now, if you have the U version, Y-O-U version, Bible app, they have tons of Bible reading plans, and the one-year Bible is one of them. I'll link it here below. It gives you passages from the Old Testament and passages from the New Testament. Sometimes I read the whole thing. Sometimes I only read a portion, depending on what time I have for the day. The important thing is, is that we are getting into the Word of God. Now, here's the last little tip on what to read. If you're struggling with something specific in your life right now, say finances, anxiety, depression, as many of us are, this is really practical, but it works. Try going to Google and Googling scriptures about anxiety or finances or marriage or fill in the blank. And then consider taking some time just to study through those scriptures and get those specific scriptures into your heart about whatever it is that you're struggling with. Now, I told you I'd talk about your kids, right? So one, we know that the Bible says, to train up our children in the way that they should go, and when they're old, they won't depart from it, right? So I want you to think about that word train, like a literal train. The carts on a train, they don't propel themselves, they follow the engine. And you and I, parents, we are the engine. And so we are to emulate the life that we want them to follow, and the standards 
that this is what we in our family do. Now, alongside of that, there's some great Bible apps that you can use. I love Life Church Kids. I can link that below. I also love Superbook. It's a great way to get um, to get Bible stories into your kids in a practical way. And then also, we made these scripture memory verse cards and we would just stick them in the car and on the way to school i had seven minutes i know that because i was late all the time seven minutes from our house to the school to teach our kids the word of god and we would just take one verse a month and we would go over that verse together and it was a great way for me to memorize the word of god too whatever you do i encourage you to get into the word of god Allow the Lord just to breathe his life-giving spirit from his word into you. Ask him to come along beside you and reveal his word to you. Be cleansed by the washing of the word. And then, whenever life presses in on us, it's the word of God that comes out. I love you. Thank you so much for joining this time with me. I bless you in the name of Jesus, and I bless your Bible reading time. And I just can't wait to be together with you again. Hey, the word works. See you again soon. Bye. Well, we hope you enjoyed the message today. We hope that it inspired you and that it brought you closer in your relationship with Jesus. If it helped you, why don't you just click the subscribe or the follow button right now so you can stay up to date on all of our latest podcast episodes. For more information and resources, you can head on over to crystalward.com. And we would like to get to know you. You can find us on all your favorite social media channels. Hey, we are so excited to be on this journey with you as we lean on God's grace to grow together. See you next time.